David Bond Reflections for March 24, 2021. Better Blood Speak. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Genesis 4, 8 through 10. How are you with blood? Does it gross you out? Do you watch when they poke your arm as you give blood? Or do you cringe and close your eyes as they draw blood for medical tests? Some people are very squeamish around even the thought of blood. Others take it in stride. We have here the first mention of blood in the Bible. God hears the voice of Abel's blood as it cries to him from the ground. The ground is opened up to receive Abel's blood from the hand of Cain. Justice, retribution, and lament rise from this silent witness of evil's doing. The writer of the book of Hebrews speaks of it this way. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Hebrews 12, 22 and 24. Charles Spurgeon, the noted 19th century British preacher and evangelist, speaks of how Jesus' blood is better than Abel's and identifies how this is so in four ways. In the first place, Jesus' blood speaks better than things in general. Number two, now we will enter the very heart of our text where we remember that the blood of Jesus speaks better things to God than the blood of Abel did. Number three, furthermore, Jesus' blood speaks better than things to us in our own hearts than the blood of Abel. And number four, two or three words to close with, Jesus' blood, even in my text, speaks better things than that of Abel. Spurgeon develops each thought in the prosaic speech common to that era and makes clear that the blood of Abel had some impact and that its speech was a cry of and for righteousness. But the blood of Jesus answers that cry and provides a righteousness that Abel called for. This should certainly ring true in our hearts. My heart is broken over those who refuse and reject the idea of Jesus shedding his blood for me and for them. It is sad beyond measure that Jesus' blood would be spilt and that anyone would despise that precious life-giving blood. It is sad that people I know reject out of hand the idea of God's existence. Thus, this witness of Jesus' blood is of no meaning to them, or so they think. But my heart delights in the message of Jesus' blood, shed for us all for the remission of sins. Not only so, but Jesus' blood speaks to God himself and offers to God an atonement that balances the scales for all time and for all people. Jesus didn't only live in a way that is good, that outweighed his bad, nor did he merely never sin. He never did sin, and then willingly went to the cross to die for our sins. His blood speaks peace to God. Justice and righteousness are established because Jesus was willing to die for us. And Jesus kept perfect faith with God in enduring it all. That is most remarkable to me. Jesus kept the faith even as he was forsaken by his Father in heaven. This speaks volumes to God. Abraham, the father of faith, believed in God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Jesus, who needed no reckoning, for he was purely and perfectly righteous from the core of his being, believed in God in the face of injustice and abandonment.
His perfect faith, life, and sacrifice reckons us righteous. Jesus' blood speaks peace between God and man. Jesus' blood speaks mercy to God. Jesus' blood speaks perfect holiness. This speaks to me deeply, and I want to listen carefully to what he says in every aspect of his life and teaching.